previously last week, the heroes passed tense hours waiting for the moment in which the Drow Mage Viserand would conduct a ritual undoing the curse placed on Alaria, returning her to her human form. Finally, they were called to his chambers where, through hours of tedious rituals, the curse was exorcised from Alaria, hopping directly into Voltaire, turning him into a kobold. Escorted out, no refunds, the group was assaulted by tentacled mind flayers, causing, um, cause me, good DM, balancing fights good, like I always do, cause I'm great, best, at doing, balanced fights. Totally put a lot of thought into it, and I uh, didn't just blunder into that. Veldiscar, the Basilisk, arrived turning the... the perpetrating mind flayers into stone, the investigators. The uh, instigators of the fight. The party then finished off the other fallen Jedi style. With Ver, with Deathlord gaining the new friend, your set to return to the wandering of the vast collections when the stone walls bulge, disgorging a stone giant with long curving tattoos with repeating fractaline. That draw your attention, making you stare. I am the Librarian Ustava, and I have a parcel from Zantanoff and Ray. He's gonna walk up to you. Laria, and he's going to hand you a 19-inch package. 19-inch package. Okay. He said it might be useful for you. Let me know if you have any further questions. I'll do that. I guess I should see what it is first. I'll open the package. You look within, and immediately bouncing off this about two-foot-long crystal is a wonderful array of colors. It splits the light like a prism, and you see rainbows shimmer on the ground around you. Almost hums. Very interesting. That, my friend, is a stone speaker crystal. Hmm, I must have received this from Hagram. Mm -hmm. What does it do? Well, these crystals are imbued with the power to see through the veil of time. You might be able, while holding this crystal, to see through to the future or back into the past. You might even be able to scry and see visions from across space. Is there a lottery system in the world? <laughs> we here at Graven Hollow are more concerned about knowledge than trivial pursuits such as gambling it's not gambling if you know the outcome 
You gotta be able to afford the books. Trivial things like pursuing riches and the accumulation of wealth are not our main pursuits. Our concerns here are... Well, mine in particular is documenting the future and seeing what is to come. Voltaire well, pursues nothing but perfection and knowledge, so... What shall we try to look for in the stuff? I don't know. This library contains many of the answers for any question you might have. The origins of your own quest may very well be within these walls. Larry, I'm picking up a little bit of keyboard from you. Sorry, I was trying to put in the information on the stone figure crystal. That's cool. Uh, I'm done now. So, actually, I do have a use. I want to try and look into the future of what would happen if we went to the wedding. I entirely forgot about the fungus clean wedding. Wait, we need to look at it in two ways. If we do bring a gift, and if we don't bring a gift, because it could be completely <laughs> different outcomes. Mm. Like, they might both be combat, but one of them is definitely more likely to be combat. <laughs> Alright. A wise question. I would wonder why you're attending the Demon Queen of Rot's wedding. Who... No, uh, uh, correct answer, of course. Follow me. And he begins leading you out of the library section that you're currently at. You see where you're at. This is a very old part of the library. Looking around at the inscriptions on the wall, it's almost as if the history of the Underdark is carved into the walls itself. These large monoliths, these forms of recording, and as you progress upwards through the stairwells, they become more systematic and organized. You see these large carvings, these obelisks, replaced with stone cylinders that grow in intricacy, and as you rise, you feel a crystal begin to warm up and vibrate in your hand. Mm -hmm. I suppose it's supposed to do that. Vibrate. You hear and listen as Ustova's words, they become muffled. And both you and Voltaire begin to see from the projections from the crystal a vision.
A cavern of particular beauty opens up before you with lights of every color shining from pure essence of life, diffused and amplified by the glow of the Feyrezris. The glow pulses, and you can feel the life in the cavern rotting away, bursting with infection. A mushroom grows in the center of the cavern, even larger and taller, pulsating, pustules forming and seeping as its stem thickens and its cap reaches to the cavern's ceiling, forming a vast fungal tower. Two myconids approach the site in awe, not minding the carpet of rot under their feet which slowly begins to creep up their legs, turning them. You sense their minds come alive in wonder, and as they kneel in worship, you know they are doomed. A voice sounds out within the cloud of spores, like fall, like the falling of snow. A voice tells the Myconids to prepare for a gift unlike they've ever known. And suddenly it shifts. As if the fast-forwarding of a video, you leap through time forward and see yourselves before a towering mushroom so large it has its own weather systems clouds circle it underground and as your party makes its way through the cavern towards this enormous mind-bending mushroom the same gentle snow begins to fall down upon you all This doesn't seem too bad yet. Yet. I mean, have we ever met the Queen of Decay or whatever? No. Okay, so she has no reason to be hostile with us. I think we should go to the wedding. Other than a just general distaste for everything. We'll see... I can't exactly rot because I will heal. So I can. <laughs> what have you tried coconut oil? <laughs> hey, inside joke. I know, still. <laughs> well, we could just stock you up on healing potions. Get your little ivy drip going. As you walk through there. <laughs> <laughs> as you guys continue. As you all continue up through the winding staircase that circle up. <laughs> rising up into the future parts of the library of Graven Hollow. You see a semi-transparent fade. Walking towards you. Tall. Purple skin with a sharp features. Carrying a large curved sword. And he looks directly at your group. As you walk by, turns 180 degrees and then starts walking with you. Uh, hello. Don't believe I've seen you around these parts and where are you all from? The surface. 
The surface, you do not say. Very interesting. What part of the surface? Whereabouts? How did you get there? It's a lot of questions all at once. Oh man, I don't know. Or yeah. thing. Not a problem. Please allow me to introduce myself. I am Gratz, the Demon Lord. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. And at this point, he bows deeply, looks up over towards Rictavio, and says, oh, This is wild, like looking into a mirror. Mm. That's suspicious. Nothing suspicious about it. Why don't you, uh. Just uh don't, it up, Rictavio. We already know that you're him. I don't know what you mean. That's completely preposterous. What an accusation! Your Freudian slip earlier when you were mentioning your contract. I'm do you not really, Do you really think that a demon lord would kill Strahd? I mean, they're both pretty evil. He might pretend that he has just to get in your good graces. Did you ever think of that, Voltaire? They like to I, do that. He was already claiming to have killed Strahd before I existed. Yes, well. Still, it doesn't dismiss the fact that your contract literally said that his name was Gratz. Gloria, please, you need to be reasonable. This is a big misunderstanding. Don't listen to him, he's a demon. And he's totally fucking up my cover right now. And as you guys listen to this uh, back and forth, this little banter between Rictavio and Gratz, the visions be pulled away once again by this flutter of colors as you guys drift into another vision. Mm. A deep gnome spurned by the others, his kind, of his kind, weeps as he wanders the dark tunnels alone talking to the things that crawl and seep from the walls, you see him adopt two slick patches of ooze. Sensing his innate power over them, he plays with them as if they were children, chasing them through the gloomy depths. Together they laugh. Something changes, and the oozes flow away. The Deep Gnome runs after them, fearful of being alone once again, and you feel a great hunger seize him. He experiences vision that pass into his own, showing what appears as a paradise to him, but an oozy nightmare to all others. The great hunger speaks to him. He's already a broken mind, a shell against the hunger's shattering power. That power seems to be recognized and acknowledge something in the gnome that will serve it well. The great hunger has a name. Jubilex, and its power, oh, such great and terrible power. It grants the gnome the ability to command the little hungers, his children, so that they can return to the place that cast him out and devour it all. Do we know if this is a future or past vision? Coming back out of the vision. 
You guys are just at the point in the library of Graven Hollow where you're moving from the present towards the future. At this point, Topsy and Turvy are going to jump onto Tenthlore's back. Hey, Tenthlore, give us a piggyback ride. Yeah, come on. I'm, my feet are tired. I don't want to walk anymore. You guys continue upwards. Do we still have the cage that had deep gnomes in it? No. Or did they go with Ray? They go. I really hope they fed those things. <laughs> I doubt it. There's probably just one of them left. <laughs> well, if it's their ideal environment, they might have food. I don't know. Didn't get much chance to study that item. Alright, shall we continue on up? What do we see? Just as you're thinking the batteries ran out for this crystal thing. Once alive, once again it comes alive, projecting lights out, whisking away your vision. Down below Graven Hollow into the earth you descend. Part of an alien cavern, glistening with slime. Scores of mind flayers gather around an enormous brain resting in a pool. The brain is dead. You can hear the illithids' incomprehensible thoughts as they mourn its passing. One word echoes louder than the others. Cyrog. 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 Suddenly, Feyrezris bathes the dark in the twisted hall in purplish light. A rift opens and a hulking horned figure that reeks of putrescence steps out and raises a skull-tipped wand and points it at the dead Elder Brain. The Elder, Day, the elder Brain begins to pulsate and you see intermittent flashes of purple light under its rotting flesh. The Mind Flayers are aghast as the Elder Brain speaks to them once more telling them that Orcus has saved Cyrog and commanding them to follow it into undeath. Well, at least I can get some Elder Brain Brian from this. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe I can get some. If there's any left, undead usually dry. If not, I'll get plenty of, like, mind flare parts. Yeah. Can I just cast reduce on the brain and then sew it to myself? <laughs> I thought about that with the anti-magic eye of the beholders. If I could just replace one of my eyes with them, like my actual eye, with a shrunk version. Just wear an eye patch. Doesn't that only last for a certain amount of time? So... If so, I'll die. <laughs> I mean, there's one way to find out. And that's not by looking in the rule book. 
<laughs> Fair enough. So we know Orcus is now a player in all this. That's what four demon lords we now know of. Yeah, but Orcus, Orcus Jubilex, Isogdemoy, and uh, the Demogorgon. <laughs> I know Orcus is a especially nasty one though. Mm -hmm. He seems very powerful. So very. As your vision returns, you do not find yourselves back on the stairwell rising up as you say the words Demogorgon. Your body's astral projections are ripped to another place in time. You see Kaltoa swimming in the gloomy depths of a dark, subterranean lake. It's uncertain. It turns left. It turns right, trying to find something. Even as it's surrounded by fanged creatures resembling manta rays, the Kaltoa smiles, its needle teeth gleaming in the eerie darkness. It's seen something. It understands a new secret and its already unhinged mind plunges further into madness. The Kaltoa hurls itself, arms extended in worship. Then, from the circle of rays, two tentacles emerge, followed by two howling baboon heads. You recognize this Kaltoa as the, the priestess Plubladin, and this was the moment she found her new god. So, I know we have to be fighting demons soon, but I'm concerned as to which one of these visions is going to come into play first. question I mean like we, we can prepare if we know the order they're going to come in we'll know to stock up on things because like maybe we'll know um, a general area layout of the land if we're going to be in caverns and a lake uh, on the surface in hell itself but if they're just coming random, I say we stock up on a bunch of random supplies at, at the nearest general goods store, probably three miles up. Yes. As the unease builds, you think about retreating, getting out of the Underdark, and never coming back. Something was wrong. You feel tension building as the crystal, it seems to be malfunctioning, it's shunting you from one vision to another. Suddenly, 
immediately after being drowned beneath the subterranean lake. You feel yourself pulled as a rift forms by Feyresris, and it opens wide, illuminating a dark tunnel. Suddenly, you find yourself on the soft ground, and looking up, you see the rift splits, and out pops a black gem that clatters as it tumbles across the floor. This fist-sized gem, you've seen it before, Ilaria, is the very same. Very same one that you encountered in Mantildareth. And as you continue to watch, the gem is picked up by a gray-skinned dwarf who inspects it closely. The vision shifts to a brightly lit cavern full of crude merchant stalls. You've been here before. And this is where the Duragar hands the gem to Sniffleblin for appraisal. You recognize this as the very same Yantha who you saved from being executed. The gnome refuses to return the gem, instead giving it to one of her Sniffleblin apprentices. The young apprentice skulks away with the gem in his clutches, but is ambushed by a gargoyle. These visions, one after another, blurring and then coagulating together. It's a rapid pace. It's like a fast clips porn edit, PMV. The gargoyle snatches the gem, flies away, and gives it to the female drow. The drow gazes into the black gemstone and then sees a hideous, demonic face looking back at her. Thoughts of murder, of carnage, fill her soul as she hides the gemstones on her person, drawing her short sword and coats it with poisons, chanting the name over and over, Lothum, Lothum, Lothum. So in one vision, we was able to speak to Rictavio and the Demon Lord, correct? And is at this point you find yourself suddenly back on the stairwell. Each of you have to catch yourselves on the railing to follow to prevent yourselves from falling and tumbling over down into the infinite depths. And you see Rictavio and Graz walking arm in arm. And they're both doing a thing where they're taunting each other, but good nature. This man is really just patting himself on the back, isn't he? <laughs> see them both patting each other on the back, but it's that pat back where it's the back pat where they pat each other too hard. Like in Cowboy Bebop where they're, Oh, it's good to see ya. Good to see you, friend. I'm so happy that you were finally able to lose all that weight. You were so fat there for a moment. Well, that's true, but at least I'm not dressed in such a ridiculous outfit. Your flamboyant is your flamboyant outfit is so loud. I feel I might go deaf. This whole situation is reminding me of that one kid in middle school who's always I have a girlfriend, but she lives in another town. And he shows messages of her complimenting him. That's what the situation reminds me of, since it's just him talking to himself. <laughs> that is exactly what this looks like to me. Uh, that was quite the experience. What do you think we should do about these visions? Should we seek them out or let them come naturally? I 
Perhaps let them come naturally and just make sure we're prepared for each. We've already kind of dealt with one, though that was more releasing rather than recapturing or destroying. Yeah, that wasn't the best scenario. No. It was not quite myself then. Not very Anybody dumb. was. It, it was an evil rock. Hmm. Just like parents in the 80s. Rock bad. Remember, kids, it's very important to only take as much amphetamines as you can handle. They're expensive anyway. Speaking of demon lords, I need to go back where they came from. I'm just gonna look at Grotz and Rictavio. Well, again, anyways, uh, good to uh, see the world and experience different planes of existence, broaden your horizons. Yes, I don't think it's bad to make sure you know what the rest of the world looks like. I'll have to, you'll have to tell me more about this surface world you come from. I appreciate more frontiers to know and conquer. I mean, just know and be friendly with. Totally friendly. So many more business deals to make. <clears throat> yeah, I can live with that one. See, I recently become a bit of a paladin, so if you try, good luck. I have you know I have the utmost respect for the law, like your friend Voltaire says. Business is my business. And any place I can expand to. And a frontier is always needed by industrial individuals such as myself. Mm. And as you feel the malice rise in you, the righteous fury against these demons that have incurred into the Underdark, you feel yourselves drifting off one more time. Suddenly, your whist to the drow capital city of Menzoberazan. There, on the top, in one of these large towers, stands an imperious drow archwizard in spider silk robes, casts a mighty conjuration spell. As the ritual draws towards its conclusion, a web of Phaerus energy expands outwards like a crack of lightning. The wizard seems alarmed by this. His efforts to complete the spell grow even more crazed as he realized he's lost control. And then, madness. Rifts open in the web of energy around him. These cracks stretch and widen, and as though he is ushered in a completely horrific chaos, a cacophony of sound erupts, and then come horrific fiends that scream, shriek, and howl as they retch from the abyss and are cast into the Underdark. A woman, deep, dark laughter, echo, laughter echoes in your mind as the drow wizard shrinks away from the demonic hordes he has unwittingly unleashed and rampage out through the city into the Underdark. Does the wizard look familiar? 
He does not. He seems to be wearing the same fancy silk spider robes as you saw Vizarin in, but he is not Vizarin. Continuing to hear the cackling laugh of the woman, your bodies, your consciousness unbiddenly follow it. This vision seems especially worrisome. Mm. You are looked directly at as you say that. You feel the worry build inside you as your eyes make contact with Loth. You behold the true form of the Demon Queen of Spiders, that of a black bloated arachnid with the head of a female drow. Nestled in the webs all around her are thousands upon thousands of gray eggs. Loth knows you're being, she's being scried. She looks directly at her, at you, and her fury, tangible in your mind, reaches out and begins to tear at your soul. Her shriek of rage is shut out by the powerful wards of Graven Hollow, but continue to echo in your mind as the vision is suddenly torn away into darkness which is replaced by you standing behind the stone giant who looks down at you concerned. He set you down into some comfortable couches. Great. That's what, 16 moments? The party met her before? No. Alright, but... But you know, drow makes sense. Yeah. Idiot wizard trying to summon his goddess and... accidentally creates a rift. And lets all of the demon lords out. That's fun. Perhaps if we, like, catch enough flies, we can earn her favor. (laughs) Just... You don't want her favor. Actually, I don't do I know anything about wolf? Give me a mystery roll. You would know that Loth is the main patron of the Drow city of Menzoberazan. While Menzoberazan has these constant political struggles, these vine between the many houses of Menzorberazan and the Drow, all vying for power over one another. The current regime of Drow matron mothers, the priestesses that weave the magic and hold power in the city, are currently patronized by Loth. based on your vision you would realize that it was her treachery and guidance of Grumpf the name you don't know but the wizard you just saw it was through his foolishness his ambition trying to gain more power within Menzo Berazan and the hierarchy of the city that she was able to trick him expelling 
the demon competitors from the abyss, sequestering them in the Underdark so she might expand her territory. I see. So we don't have to deal with her unless we actually get the demon lords back to the abyss. Then we'll have to incur her wrath. Neat. Hope you don't mind spiders. Vol Voltaire? No. I'll say in character, I don't mind spiders at all. In fact, I'm looking for giant spider legs to replace my lower half. I'll be able to move a bit faster. <sighs> Truly are becoming an abomination. That is my, that is my goal. Mm. Well, as long as you're mind stays mostly intact. I don't think you, you could call a man who wants to become this thing a man with an intact mind. <laughs> At least you have a goal that is in line with mine to for the moment. Or we'll work alongside, I should say. Yes, our goals may not be the same, but how we get there is the journey is the, is the same. So yes, well, I imagine you would like to stay alive after your transition. So one way I have to leave you out to help. Please. She literally like just did. I didn't come up here for that reason. I came up here and got hit in the face. Gavi. Gavi, we're getting background noise. Put a leash on that girlfriend. Because I have the gain turned up more on my microphone where I was looking away and I was talking a second ago. Madness. Losing control. Descending into insanity. These subtle feelings of fear are what pull you into one last vision. You feel the changing terrain, this variable chaos, begin to crowd your senses, tired, like your body just went through convulsions for hours, every night while you sleep, having seizures. Okay. That doesn't sound pleasant at all. You're pulled into this vision. Immediately, your senses are filled with the smell of blood. As your nostrils wander, you find yourself in a maze of underdark tunnels moving with purpose as if your giant hooves crush stone under your feet. Beirizorous light reveals that your shadow is monstrous. You see the cast shadow bent on the wall suggesting a hulking beast with a crown of thorns. With your bloody glaive you carve the swath through a forest of towering zerkwood mushrooms that stand in your way. <laughs> 
and they crash to the ground. And the tunnel beyond would confuse an ordinary mind, but you instinctively know the path you must walk. Every step brings you closer to a magma-filled chasm lodged with an enormous contraption of metal and stone, a weapon capable of reshaping the Underdark itself. And as you cusp the ledge of a ravine, looking down, seeing a massive spherical machine, standing on it are a group of plucky adventurers you see from the eyes of this beast yourselves. Okay, so I'm assuming we can tell whether this is past, present, or future based on how modified Voltaria is and how, or in, if Alaria is Grex or not. You see Alaria, and since you've never experienced this moment, you would assume this is the future, and you do see some interesting modifications that Voltaire has this is okay. successfully completed. Alright, I was just wondering if, like, because for. For a second, I forgot Aloria used to be Krex. And mm -hmm. that's the whole reason that we came here. So I was thinking, how many eyes does Voltaire have? Because that will tell me if this was a long time ago or a recent memory. You currently have five. You currently have six. Yes, technically I have six. Rounded out with an even eight, and you do have spider body. I'm trying to think of different ways to make Voltaire just that much more gruesome. Because so I thought, well, what if I became, like, a centaur? And I thought, what if I become a centaur with spider legs? But I feel like it's going to be really hard for Voltaire to get places at some point. Spider a spider centaur is a thing, right? What are those called? Driders. Drider. Yeah, dude, you're going to be a drider, bro. No, no, I... I mean, like, an actual horse lower half, but instead of horse legs, just spider legs. Oh. I don't want him to look normal <laughs> in any way. I want him to look so awkward. Want to be a furry drider? Pretty much. I'm I want sure. people... I, I, in the I vision, was Voltaire have... still kobold, or was he gnome? I don't um... know if you could classify me as a race anymore. Mm. Um. It's the main body. Okay, at that I mean, point, you would have gone through trying to collect the material components for Viseran. You would probably ask him for that fave after. I'm not trying. actively seeking out a cure at this point because it's not bothering me. Still cobalt then. Yeah. Drider with cobalt wings. Hmm. <laughs> God, that'd be so terrifying. Blind spider, bro. Blind horse spider with eight eyes. <laughs> <laughs> a troll head. Heard of flying spiders? You've heard of horse flies, but have you heard of a flying drider? <laughs> I just imagine Voltaire like at a petting zoo, and the kids <laughs> having to ride him because he's the only ride there, but no one being happy about it. Just all the kids immediately start crying when they start coming in, they're dragged by their mom. We paid money for this amusement park. You're getting on that ride. Trollhead uh -huh. just tried to sing a song very off tune and scratchy. 
I think some of the neck the troll head might have like vocal cords. Just you know, it is a troll, so I suppose that's not very good. Did you replace that troll brain? Yeah, I, re I replaced it with the mind flare brain and got keen sense because of it. I'm also gonna say that by replacing the brain inside the troll, somehow one of the people that the mind flare ate was a wonderful ventriloquist and he can sing quite well now. now all I gotta do is learn to throw my voice that way when I'm talking to someone the troll can throw his voice across the room <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have it singing back up for me mm. there you go I don't think Voltaire has played performance as a song even once nope but that's fine no one wants to watch this thing dance and sing. Probably not. I just imagine he only does thro like throat singing. <laughs> I can see that. Mister Sandman, give me a dream. Bo 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 bo. You get that stuck in my head. I swear to God. Give me a dream that I've never seen. Bo, 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 bo. Anything else, or is that where we're going to leave it? As the crystal fades, its ten charges being somewhat mostly used up. Any further questions, you might have the opportunity to ask. But you're interrupted as a familiar cantankerous drow limps on up with his cane leaning heavily he glowers at all of you I see that you've been researching These crystals can be quite useful what did you learn? mostly that the underdark is filled with a bunch of demon lords and we're kind of fucked I could have told you that that stupid fool grump he brought the demon lords down upon us, and with his demon queen pulling the strings all the while, he has given Loth free reign of the abyss. By my own research, leads to me believe that Gromph used Phaerisrus to achieve such a summoning, though I'm sure he didn't intend this result, imbecile. That would be correct, from what we saw. It's wonderful to have confirmation, thank you. I can save you months of research time. We need... To work together, clearly. We don't have time to be wasting this information I found here as concern. I'm glad you've confirmed my theories and I know how to banish the demons back to the abyss. We can work together, and only if we work together can we do this and accomplish this almost impossible, nigh seemingly impossible task. If you are willing and dare. Continue, sorry. If you're willing and daring enough to directly challenge the demon lords, we just might succeed. Or perhaps foolhardy would be the better word. Mm. Well, perhaps we can start with that one. 
<laughs> Those two, I should say. Are Once we again, sure we can trust this man? Octavio. Grots and uh, smaller grots. Yeah, so I was about to say, keep an eye on those two rather shifty-looking characters. Yeah. You see, the only reason Grotz is such good friends with Rictavio is because he's scared Rictavio will slay him. Yes, that's the reason I'm petrified of this gentleman here. There's nothing scarier than an echo of your form, I mean, of someone totally different than you. He said in Rictavio's voice. <laughs> in any case, once you're ready. Once you're... Oh, no, don't be hasty, Master Laria. I wouldn't want to banish your best friend's friend over here. You know, we're becoming tight, me and Voltaire, and I see one day we'll come together as friends. In arms. I wouldn't Question. necessarily say that I am friends with Voltaire, more of a traveling companion. Do tattoos exist in this universe? Absolutely. You look over and you see the uh, stone speaker. Usdova is heavily tattooed, and you look at the tattoos, and they have this odd repeating like, tattoos within tattoos, the same image, but smaller all the way down. You see turtles all the way down in these tattoos. Can Voltaire get a tattoo of Rictavio on his chest? It's like a sailor tattoo of the girl doing like the uh, flexing her bicep around an anchor, but it's just Rictavio doing that. Consider done, my friend. I have many fans across the world who love to listen and revel in my exploits. You would not be the first to have a tattoo, full-face image of me. This one fellow had me on his back, a full-back tattoo with two thumbs up by Rectavio. You have done know way too much research on your skin. Stepping in front, Viserent's going to totally cut Rectavio off and like step on his toes. Enough of this foolishness. You all know where to find the Tower of Araja. Araja. I don't know why I have so much trouble, trouble pronouncing this name. It's A R A J. Araj. When you're ready to leave the tower, Graven Hollow will guide you to my tower. And Araj will serve as our planning, our home base to plan the banishment of these demons and save the entire material plane from their incursion. Alright. Sounds like we have our next destination. At this point, Jim Jar, um... Nope, not Jim Jar. Wait, was Jim Jar a deep gnome too? Hold on, I gotta look this up. Topsy and Turvy are the deep gnomes. Jim Jar, he might be a deep gnome. Yeah, he's a deep gnome too. How, how did you say it was spelled? A R A J? A R A J, correct. Araj. 
Arish, according to Google. Arish. Arish. It's like every time I try to play the game Terraria, I have to say Terraria. Terraria. Like, I can say Terraria. I just, every time I say it, I have to say Terraria as well. The anime? Terraria? Terraria. I'm not kidding. That is an actual anime. I've seen Terraria. Terraria is good anime. It's the one with the uh, motorcycle chick, yeah? Uh, no. Yes. Yes. Not to be confused with Doro Hidoro. Hmm. At this point, Jim Jar's yeah. gonna step forward. Hey, whoa, hey. We had a bet. Hey, gonna take me on back to Blankenstone first. Yeah, I don't want you trampsing around getting yourselves killed. I would cut my escort out of the equation. I might never get back. Right. Sorry, you don't talk enough for you to be memorable. Wow, that really hurts my feelings. I don't appreciate that one bit. My apologies. Just a little on edge from all the insanity we have to deal with now. Hands you a stout glass, uh, flask of whiskey. Topsy and Turvy come over at this point. Well, I mean, I think what he means is that we'd really appreciate it if you'd take us back. I mean, if it's on the way, we don't want to put you out. We understand that you have more important things to do, but, um, you know, it's just like no, our no, lives. Right. We probably shouldn't be dragging you around all of them. They make good test subjects in a time of need. Keep them. Well, dear, no, I won't allow that. Why? You had your test subjects, and it's your fault you didn't pull them out before they left. You don't get to use these people. They're oh my fine God. with an R2, guys. Did you hear that? He called us people. Oh my God, he thinks we're actually persons. Hey, um, you know, we really thank you so much for, like, looking at us like that. And this guy, I just wanted to um, say thank you for backing us up, because he really scares me. He's got, like this bump on his chest that moves around and it looks at us weird and you know like sometimes it's just like too it much <laughs> it looks at us weird <laughs> it gives us the hungry eyes and it's just really uncomfortable yes wow. I would like the troll head to blow them a kiss right now oh my god <laughs> did you see that he just did it I do it I just, I just saw it oh my god I wish he would stop that I like to imagine that the troll head is occasionally just staring longingly while, like, like, uh, almost like gumming on like the cloak that you have wrapped around it. <laughs> Wistfully, a trail of drool is just being left like a snail trail behind Voltaire. <laughs> the, the troll head isn't looking at him with hungry eyes. It's not hunger. It's thirsty. <laughs> No, no. Thirsty troll. Oh, no. Oh, dear. All right. I think that's where we're going to leave it this week. The worst possible line. I think that's an episode title. <laughs> Thirsty you gotta troll. Make, you got to make that a clip on Twitch. No. <laughs> Short and sweet.
as always, thank you all so much for playing. Good night. Short one, but we got through a lot of the Graven Hollow stuff, which I appreciate because if we had a big old group here, might have been hard to shove all that within an hour. So thank you all so much for hanging in there and not doing any combat because, you know, this is D&D. &D. We don't need to do combat, which is most of this game, and we can just roleplay the shit out of it. You guys are my favorite right I now. I love roleplay. No, right? Yeah. Beth, like one of the main things that got me in D&D. Massive amount of world building and character development that can happen without combat. It's okay. just one of the main attractions. Also, I just like the fact that like you could do anything in this. Like you could just go off and research something, learn learn different things of lore about the world without having to fight anything. Like there's yeah. so much possibility to it. D&D is fantastic. Oh god, it's a giant basilisk! Rom, yum, 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 yum. That would be terrifying. Alright, no, no, I'm terrible at combat. Thank god it's all roleplay tonight. Alright, good night. Just remember, if we die in combat,